sub squad and welcome back to another episode of the self-love squad sessions with me kelly if you're new here welcome to the family welcome to the squad like i said my name is kelly and this is the podcast extension of my instagram page the self-love squad that's at the underscore self underscore love underscore squad which is a safe space for anyone on a self-love journey On this podcast, I share my feelings and musings as a fat, black, bisexual woman learning what it means to love herself. Now, as I am an adult, this is an adult podcast, and I will at times use adult language or talk about adult topics, so please use headphones if you're at work or around small children. So, without further ado, let's just jump right into this week's episode. talk um what's up squad what's popping i'm back i it feels so weird to be recording and i am recording from my new apartment i apologize if you hear the sounds of planes i don't know what it is about me living near airports here in texas but my last um, place when I lived with my grandma was near an airport, but not as close as I am now. Like, I'm literally a stone throw away from the airport, and so I hear planes flying over me, like, all the time. So I apologize if you hear, like, that kind of roaring of an engine in the back. It's most likely um, an airplane. But yeah, so let's just get down to the nitty gritty. I am trying to figure out my voice right now i'm trying to figure out what it is i want to bring to the world because i feel like i in the last few years have been trying to come to peace with the fact that not everything you create or not everything that i create has to be made for the purpose of consumption or for commercial consumption rather Right, and so I've been doing this podcast for about a year, and there's been no financial gain to it. Right, like I don't make money off of it, I don't have sponsors. I mean, technically, Anchor is a sponsor, but that's just because I use Anchor to make the podcast. Um, right, I don't have any partners with anyone, and so that's fine, like that's fine, but not. Like, what I'm trying to do is not base what I consider success off those commercial, those monetary uh, merits. And so, in planning for this year, and so many things have just gone in ways that I was not able to prepare for, both good and bad. But in preparing for this year and our second season of the podcast and what I wanted to create with and for you all I had to really step back and think about 
my why like why am I here not like on the planet like right like I'm not having that much of an existential crisis but like why am I on this platform like what is the self-love squad what is the purpose of the self-love squad what do I want to get out of it for myself and then what do I want like what value proposition do I want for you all for following me for interacting with me right like I have to give you something it's an exchange um I'm not an influencer, but if I were, you know, that is my bread and butter is I give you something of value and in exchange, you follow me or you support me, you engage with my content, etc., etc., and then I'm able to live off that. Like, that is the exchange, right? And so, <clears throat> lately I've just been um, really trying to figure out, like I said, why I have this platform, but also why I do what I do in general. So, if you listen to last episode, which was like over two, almost two months ago, um, I got a new job and I love it. Absolutely obsessed with what I do. I'm so grateful to work one for a company that values its employees I haven't I don't I won't I haven't had that kind of working experience since I was like 18 working for someone who actually cared about their employees when the snow hit they were super kind to us and super understanding of like people not having power people not having water etc um co-workers you know checking up on people management checking up on people and um, I also work for a nonprofit, so really feeling like what I do on a daily basis is serving a greater purpose outside of just commercial gain for the people that I work for. You know, there's nothing wrong with wanting sales or wanting to build your business if you sell a product. Like, there's nothing wrong with that, and I'm not, I'm not like shitting on that. I'm just saying that. For me personally, like for my spirit, I am more interested in a tr- like a value transaction than in sales. So to me, in my experience in sales, because I've worked retail and I've worked like business to business sales before, sales is more of I'm just trying to get your money. Any way I can get your money, I'm going to try to get it. And I may not really be giving you something of value. I really may not be giving you something that is worth the monetary amount I am requesting for this item or this service. But my job as a sales associate or a salesperson is to convince you that it is and to take your money and to make as much money as possible by almost any means possible. Obviously, we're not talking about illegal things here, but just like in general, right? Oh, you look great in that dress when you know they look like a Walmart version of an Oompa Loompa. Like, it doesn't matter. You're trying to make that sale. Whereas a value transaction to me, and that's what I feel like what I do here, is I'm giving you something of value. I have something that I think, truly, truly think would benefit you. And you either agree or you don't. And, you know, yes, I may have to convince you. I may have to do a sales pitch. That, you know, that happens. I need to convince you and explain to you what it is that I have that is of value and explain and show you that value. And in exchange, you give me the monetary equivalent of that value, right? So I have a, you know, if you're a therapist, that's a good example. If you're a therapist, I have to show you that my expertise, that my, um, 
knowledge, my breadth of knowledge is worth the $100 you pay per session or the $60 or whatever you pay per session. And you realize that. And so you say, okay, an hour of my time, an hour of my expertise is worth $60. And you pay that. And so in my new job, that's what I love. That's like one of the biggest things that I love. I love a lot of things about my job, but one of the things I love is feeling like we are um, creating things of value. We are doing things of value and we are servicing an underserved community with things of value and services of value. And so I wake up every day just feeling super blessed, one, from a financial standpoint, the financial freedom, and two, from an emotional standpoint, because like two years ago, I think, almost three years ago now, wow, I keep wanting to act like 2020 didn't happen, and so that uh, 2019 is one year ago, but it's not, it's two years ago, it's fucking crazy. Um, Anyway, but so three years ago, I was offered a job Essentially, I've been looking for a better job since I got the one that I, I used to have because I just, I knew it wasn't for me in multiple ways. Super grateful that I had it, but I just knew like there was no longevity in that. And so anyway, so I've been looking for jobs and then summer 2018, I got a job offer from this tiny PR for, firm in Dallas and I was super excited. I had been using, you know, my education because I went to school for communications and something just didn't feel right like it just didn't something just didn't sit right with me and everyone kept being like yo you should take it they're gonna offer you like a crazy amount of money that you've like never made before and okay yeah you're gonna be working long hours but who cares because you're gonna have all this money and like I'm not gonna say how much but let's just put it this way I just moved into an apartment and I have a car note on a used car I, with that job, if I had taken it, probably could have bought a new car and probably could have bought a house instead of renting. Like, let's just, let's just put it that way. Like, it was a lot of money and I just, something just didn't feel right. Like, I just got this feeling and then four months later, there was an incident here in Dallas and um, I saw that that PR firm that I would have been working for was supporting the people who I personally did not agree with what they had done and did not agree with um, their stance. And so I was like, I would have been up there. That would have been my job would have been to represent and do the public relations for this person that I do not support, that I do not agree with. And I'm so glad I didn't take that job, you know? And so I love that my new job is the sweet spot between financial freedom and emotional and mental freedom. The last two weeks have been kind of stressful because we are working on an annual conference, but because I love what I do, because I love who I work for, because I love who I work with, because I feel like I'm doing something bigger than myself, which is really big because I'm a big bitch, you know, but because I'm doing something, like I'm working for something bigger than myself and for something bigger than just a bottom line, it makes the long hours or the hard work or the stressful days like it makes it so much more worth it and I wake up feeling purpose and so 
I'm so excited that I have found purpose in my career that now I think it's time to find purpose in my personal life. Um, And so after I got that new job, then I bought a new car. You saw on my Instagram post, I bought a Kia Sportage and she needs a name or he needs a name. It's red. It's a cute little SUV. I'm thinking about trying to name it something BTS related, but like the thing is, it's like it's red, so I could name it like Hope World or something like that, or like J-Hope or something, because that's I feel like it's a very like hobby color is red. But y'all know I'm a Namjoon stan. Kim Namjoon is my baby daddy. He just doesn't know it yet, and um, I just feel like the red doesn't really go with his vibe, but he goes with my vibe. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> I'm trying to find a way to incorporate something BTS related um, to my car. I definitely did buy a BTS, um, what do you call them? Like those those windshield heat reflector thingies that you put inside your windshield to keep your dashboard from melting. Because you guys know it, it's like hot as the devil's armpits in Texas in the summer. So I ordered one of those, so it's going to come. So my car is going to be BTS decked out. I have a non-June air freshener that's coming that I bought from Etsy and I have um I'm trying to find a BTS license plate um holder you know like the the plastic thing that goes around your license plate I'm trying to find one of those so I can put that on there and then I'm contemplating putting someone sent me an uh, BTS army window decal but they're really hard to get off, so I'm not sure if I want to put that on my car because then, like, I'll never be able to get it off. So, yeah, so I'm decking out the car. So I got a car. So I got this new job, got a car, and then I decided to move. So this is where a lot of people have been DMing me questions or asking me, like, yo, like, I just looked up one day and you were moving. Like, some of you, some of you knew. Like, some of you I talked to and we've kind of become, like, internet friends. And so you knew what was popping, like, before. But for those of you who don't, I'm going to walk you through what happened. So I lived with, so when I moved to Texas, I moved in a house that my one of my uncles owns. But he bought so that my grandmother could spend her summers here. I mean, her winter's here instead of having to be in Michigan by herself since my grandfather passed away and one winter she was by herself and she fell in the snow and no one found her for like hours and, you know, obviously as she's gotten older, we've just been worried about that and she's needed more help. And so that's how we got the house that you've all seen in in pictures and stuff like that. And then originally my second cousin, so like my mom's cousin and his wife girlfriend situationship of like 40 years, um, they were taking care of my grandmother. And they were doing a good job, I think. And um, for some reason they moved. I don't know, like, you know, I don't know what that situation was, but they moved. So then my grandmother was alone for like two months. And then I, um, left New York and I had the situation with New York which I'm not really sure if I have fully ever talked about why I left New York in like honest detail um it's like really touchy subject but just for now just know like something happened and I um left New York and then um 
it was like perfect timing because my grandmother was home alone so I came to live here so that's how I got to you know to the house and then my grandmother and I lived by ourselves just her and I for like the first year and then my other uncle came to move in with us and then a, a couple months after that we got Oscar the dog and so I have been living in that house for three years going on it was going on four years and I'm super grateful that I had a place to stay, that I had a roof over my head, that I had a private pool, especially during COVID. Just really, 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 really appreciating that personal space, um, you know, the privacy of the backyard and all of that. I love being outdoors. And <clears throat> since I hadn't been able to go hiking this year I and last year, I um, was super grateful to have the backyard and the pool and whatnot. And everything was okay in terms of that. Like, my home environment was safe. Nothing, like, you know, super crazy. But it just wasn't conducive to creating. House was always too loud. I get sensory overload when things are too loud or when there's conflicting noises. So, like, my room was sandwiched in the house so that if my grandmother was watching TV in the front of the house and my uncle was watching TV in the back of the house, I could hear both TVs. And not having that privacy, you know, I'm almost 30, like, not being able to even, like, masturbate because your vibrator might be too loud. Like, girl, not here for it. So, yeah, so just, like, privacy. And then even before COVID, like, I love my family, but a lot of the times I feel like they don't see me as an adult. Like, I'm 29. I will literally be 30 in October. And to my family, I'm still, like, 12 which is great sometimes, but it really does suck because as a woman, you're always an adult when it's time to take responsibilities that no one wants to give you, but you're always a child when you stand up for yourself or when someone wants you to do something and you're not you know, doing what they want you to do, right? And so for me, that materialized in like, oh, you're an adult when you need help with something or like, when my car would crash, it, I mean, not crash, when my car would have, like, problems. You guys remember when my radiator blew up and, like, when my axle fell? Then it was like, oh, you're an adult. You should have known this. Or you should know this. Or, like, how come you don't know how to, like, change a tire? I'm like, dude, my mom died when I was 17. My dad kicked me out when I was 19. And this is the first time I've actually driven a car. I don't know shit. Like, you know, all of a sudden I'm an adult then. But I'm a kid when it's like, oh, you're going on vacation. Did you ask if you could go on vacation? Like, did you, like, where are you going? It's 10 o'clock on a Saturday. Like, when are you going to be back? Who are you going with? Don't worry about it. I'm an adult. I'm going. Bye. You know what I'm saying? So I just really felt that it was time for me to spread my ring, my wings. And never in my life have I been financially independent and lived alone. It's been one or the other. So when I lived in New York, I was financially independent, but I had roommates. And then in college, I lived on my own, but I was not financially independent and my family was paying my rent um, so I could go through school, right? And so that is part of the reason I moved. But another factor that made me move so quickly, so like I had envisioned, like last year I made a plan for 2021, like this was going to be a better year than 2020, 2020 can kiss my black ass. And one of those things was I was going to move. And originally, I was planning on moving in June, in the summer. And that would give me, like, six or so months with my new job. 
you know, to be able to figure out where I want to move, get a car. Like, it would just allow me to do things slower, like save up for furniture all at once, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then in January, one day I was working from home from my new job, but I was working from home and my other uncle, the one that owns the house, he came by and I was working, I was in meetings, so I couldn't like talk to him. So I got and he left and then I got out of my room and my uncle that lives with us or that, you know, that I lived with was like, hey, you know, your uncle and your aunt left you a gift like for when you move out. And I was like for when I move out because I had never mentioned to them that I was moving out so I was like that's like really shady and lo and behold it was some lightly used pots and pans that my aunt had that she didn't want anymore and so I was kind of offended because I was like okay are you trying to kick me out like what is this like what's the sitch because I never mentioned wanting to move out or any intention of moving out to any of you and so unless you talk to my sister which I highly doubt there's no way that you would know that I'm planning to move out so that was like some petty shit and then my sister told me like yeah well actually that's what our aunt did because she's like my step aunt like that's what she did to her daughter when she was living with her and she wanted her to move out she just started buying stuff for her apartment and I guess it's like how they I don't know, I guess that's how they, like, take away the guilt, is they feel like, well, I helped you move. I roll. So, anyway, so then I was like, oh, they want me out? Bet, girl, that was, like, a Monday. That Thursday, I had gone to see the apartments I'm living in now. I applied, I was approved the next day, and I signed my paperwork the day after that. So, by Friday... No, by by Monday of the following, like the following Monday, I had already had, I had this apartment. And I had been looking at these apartments for a while. Um, These are like my dream apartments in terms of location, in terms of design style. Like it really just fits my aesthetic. And I was also thinking in terms of content creation. Um, Unfortunately, I could not get a unit that faced south so that I could get um, more sunlight during the day. But um, yeah, like I just knew I wanted to live here. And, um, and so then that's what happens. That's how I got here. So for about a month, I kind of kept it under wraps. Like some people knew I was moving, but a lot of people didn't know I was moving. Some people at my work knew I was moving. Um, some of my friends knew I was moving, but my family didn't know I was moving. And then on the 12th of February, I was supposed to get my car. And um, because of the weather, I got a call and they were like, hey, so um, we're supposed to deliver your car today by five. But that's not happening. So unless you can pick your car up in the next hour or two, you're going to have to wait till mid-March to get your, your new car. And I was like, oh, hell no. So I literally was freaking out because at that point I had not told my family that I was moving. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? Like, uh, hold on, y'all. I got a work email. Yeah, so I was like, you know, like, what am what am I supposed to do? Because I had not told them that I was moving and I did not want to like start any drama before I got the car the car and so a big long story short short 
it basically all worked out everything was fine um like like everything was fine i got the car took an uber i got the car and came back and told them that i was moving and they kind of were like okay bye like we don't care um and so now we're here and so that's you know catching you up on on life and and where i am right now and i am so grateful thank you for your patience i have a new mic coming so that'll be awesome so i can up the production quality i bought a vlog camera so i'll be vlogging soon oh actually i have been vlogging i vlogged the move but i have to figure out how to edit it so we're we're working on it i just want this platform and so i guess i should say to answer what i spoke about earlier today about um you know what like my why like what i want this to be about and what i want this like what i want to get out of the self-love squad and what i want to bring to the self-love squad and to be honest that is honesty transparency my self-love journey is not linear anyone's self-love journey is not linear and i want to show the rawness of a self-love journey and the bitterness and the grieving that often comes with the self-love journey as well as the happy moments as well as the highs as well as the inspirational love your body no matter what yada 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 in addition to the bath bombs and the face masks but the reason i started this platform in general and the reason i started this podcast was to show all of that was to show my journey in hopes that it inspires someone to start their own self-love journey or even if it only affects me to just document my growth so that i can reflect on it um in the future So that's it for this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. As always, you can catch up with me after the episode at the Self Love Squad on IG. That's at the underscore self underscore love underscore squad. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.